The Uniparty, the globalists, and your own government are wasting not a second as we continue forward in the bold year 2023. Things are happening so rapidly, aren't they? I mean, they are unfolding so fast that it's really hard to keep up with the whirlwind of events that are now transpiring. And the question that I want to ask today and hopefully answer is how in the world are we going to survive a league of traitors and treacherous men such as we are now facing every day in our lives? You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip. I've got a little bit of a head cold that I'm recovering from today, so I'm going to sound a little bit nasally, but I hope you can understand me without difficulty. Yes, the events are unfolding very quickly, and we are up against a true league of traitors and very treacherous men who are seeking to take down our nation and to control the entire world. They have joined hands, and they have literally trained their tongues to speak lie after lie so that they can literally turn our country into a heap of ruins. And I think that it's very easy to argue that we saw this very thing transpiring um, during the State of the Union address, which somehow... Uh, thank God for modern drugs, because I don't know how Biden could have pulled off what he did, even though it was absolutely horrible. The State of the Union address was so miserable, so riddled with lies and deception and with false accusations and don't miss it with an intent to further divide our nation that I think I'm going to have a hard time dealing with anything uh, directly with that today, because remember, Biden is not in his right mind. He is a puppet and his dementia is progressing. And with the medications he is on to allow him to pull off any semblance of a state of the union address, he has to be significantly drugged. And those drugs have side effects. And we saw that we see that continually in his aggression that he simply cannot abstain from because it, it is induced further by the drugs and it just brings out the the evil nature the aggressive nature of biden who seeks his very own and and that of evil so i don't want to deal with the state of the union address a whole lot today but I do want to get at how we can specifically survive these group of conspirers, conspirators who are trying to destroy our nation as quickly as they can. And I'd like to also remind you that we are on a timeline. Now, I know a lot of you are very interested and concerned about who will be running uh, as the Republican candidates for presidency in 2024. I think that the, the chief candidate is no doubt Donald Trump, and a lot of you have a problems like that uh, with that because Donald Trump, let's face it, does tend to say things that are inappropriate, they are brash, and 
when he says some things, you ask, why did he have to do that? Such as the times when he lambasts um, the senator of Florida, uh, DeSantis, who, or excuse me, the governor of Florida. And, you know, is this necessary? No, because Donald Trump has accomplished an awful lot for our country. And he did it with full opposition from both sides uh, of the party in the House and the Senate. So I don't think that we need to be too concerned about who is running for president, but we need to know and understand that the opposition party, which I would call the unit party consisting of Democrats and some 19 absolute rhinos who have sold out their country, who have been bought off. They have completely sold their souls. Well, they tremendously fear Donald Trump. And you can bet that the CCP fears Donald Trump. If Donald Trump were to become president of the United States again, then their problems are going to be magnified a thousandfold because Donald Trump will not make the errors that he made the first time around in trusting people who should never have been trusted. And that includes the utterly corrupt FBI, the CIA, um, all of the all of the agencies that have sold themselves out to the opposition, and that includes to our enemies, they will have a time of their life trying to get through another four years of President Donald Trump. And so remember, God can use anybody to accomplish his his task, his purpose. The question is, what is his purpose? Well, to some extent, that, is, that depends on what you and I decide to do. It depends how you and I respond to the, the assaults that we are up against in our world. If we do nothing, we are going to reap nothing. If we straddle the fence, then we give victories to the enemy and they become ever stronger. And can they take down the United States of America? Absolutely, they can. The only reason that America survives is because we have been a constitutional republic, and that constitution was inspired by the writings of the Bible, the inspired scripture. We serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father has been our guiding source of light and wisdom in the United States of America, and thereby we became the greatest nation on earth. The question is, can we continue it? And the answer to that question is absolutely not, unless we get back to our Christian roots. Now, as a human being, as a Christian, as a former retired Air Force officer, and as a now retired physician, I come to you stating that I struggle just like you do to keep in the fight, to keep up my spirits, to keep up my strength. But I realize also that we must never, never give up this fight. And there are specific things we have to do to survive this group of traitors and treacherous men who are fully attacking us and who aim to shackle us, to imprison us, to make us their slaves. I'd like to talk about a case in point today. I recently went to bat for someone that I had on this program 
sometime back, I believe it was November 1st of 2022, I did a podcast with a widow whose name was Sherry Smith. And I do have permission from Sherry to share all this information with you. Sherry Smith uh, is a widow because her husband, Chuck, who was a fabulous man, entered the hospital, Banner Desert Medical Center, right here in Mesa, Arizona, and he received a so-called treatment that, in my professional medical opinion, was nothing short of premeditated murder. Now, that sounds pretty bold, doesn't it? But fortunately, Sherry Smith had all the medical records collected. She has them in her possession 12 binders of medical records pertaining to her husband. She has photographs that she took as she was able to to speak uh, FaceTime with her husband. And she was able to take pictures of him through that FaceTiming. And she has a full record of hardcore evidence to show that her poor husband, Chuck, who was eventually taken to the ICU torture chamber, he was literally taken down. He was taken down by healthcare professionals, by doctors, by nurses, who carried out a heinous crime. And they must be brought to accountability. They must be brought to justice. And that is never going to happen unless we speak out. So when you have all this evidence showing not just evidence of poor treatment and neglect, but intentional acts to cause an effect of a patient that is to make a patient worsen, not improve, not get better, but intentional treatments to make him suffer and succumb to their treatment. So this is pure Nazi medicine at work. This is tyranny of the worst kind. And as I stated, it is premeditated murder committed by Banner Desert Medical Center. And we have in those medical records, the names of all the nurses who participated in that crime, the names of the doctors who gave the orders specifically to take down her husband, Chuck, Now, if you were to read this and understand just basic medical science, you see, it doesn't take a genius of a medical doctor to look at those records and see what they actually did. And I'll discuss a little bit of that with you. Things like very high PEEP settings when he was intubated and ventilated, resulting in extremely high blood pressure, agitation. Uh, There was a traumatic and unnecessary intubation. He never should have been intubated. In fact, this patient, based on the signs and symptoms that Sherry described with me, if I had treated him from the get-go, he'd have been better in one week, like all of the rest of my patients that I treated. But no, he declined because he was denied the right treatment in the beginning. He deteriorated. He went for help to the hospital and he was taken down. Literally, taken down. He was given a lethal drug regimen, drugs like lorazepam or Ativan, which is a benzodiazepine that causes sedation, 
respiratory suppression, but given in combination with other drugs like oxycodone, it greatly increases that risk, especially when he is initially compromised already with a respiratory illness, a viral respiratory illness. But on top of that, he was given haloperidol, which is an antipsychotic, which was necessary because they gave him lorazepam and oxycodone, sedated him, and then fluid overloaded him, and then gave him remdesivir, a drug which hits the kidneys very hard, as well as other organs. And then because of the poor treatment and management that he received, they claimed that he had MRSA, methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, and therefore had to receive vancomycin. And what does vancomycin do? It also hits the kidneys in a big way. So remdesivir and vancomycin, and the doctors knew this, would deteriorate his kidneys, put him into acute renal failure, and then he would not be able to excrete uh, the fluids that you and I normally do with the normal functioning kidneys. And then he was given a total of nine liters of IV fluid. So that put him into fluid overload, which filled up his lungs with fluid so that his oxygen saturations further deteriorated. And see, I could go on and on with that. And of course, when you are hypoxic, that is lacking oxygen to the brain, then you become agitated and combative. And so they induced this state in him. And then he was illegally restrained. Now, to place restraints, physical restraints on a patient in this day and age, it, it takes almost an act of God to do that. But they did that regularly with people. And of course, his wife, Sherry, was not allowed to have any say in that. And because of his induced combativeness from this hypoxia, he was further restrained, further sedated. And so there it goes until finally they got him into a state where Chuck was dying at their hands. Now, this angers me to the point that I would speak up for anybody. I mean, anybody who received such a treatment. This is medical malpractice beyond anything I have ever seen or heard in my entire medical career. Sherry recently received her husband's mortician report and noticed that there was a colostomy site on Chuck, and she knew nothing of him requiring a colostomy. She was his durable power of attorney, meaning she had the say of what treatments he would or would not receive. She heard nothing about this. She saw from the mortician's report that Chuck's skin was sloughing likely because of malnourishment, because he was given no nourishment. You see, the evidence is all there to prosecute and to win a case against Banner, <clears throat> against the physicians and against the nurses. And that's exactly what needs to happen. So I recently went with Sherry to speak to a representative for Congressman Andy Biggs in the 5th District. And I was very pleasantly surprised because during that meeting, we just shared the evidence that we had for this and what would happen if Sherry were to be able to find a, uh, an attorney to take on this case. Sherry also 
is the victim of neglect in the sense that her husband was retired from the police department and retired from the military, and yet she is receiving no benefits whatsoever. She also has an adult handicapped daughter, and the benefits for this child at age 21 ceased. And so she is on her own without any family, without anybody supporting her. So we appealed to her congressman, and I was very, very pleasantly surprised by the reception we received. It gave me hope because Sherry is a victim of her husband being murdered by a hospital death protocol that actually has taken the lives of thousands upon thousands of human beings all across America and perhaps across the entire world. They were all murdered in hospitals. So what do we do with this information? Well, we are going forward and we are hopefully going to get Sherry the benefits that she is entitled to for herself and for her daughter. But we must not stop there. I recently gave a testimony regarding a bill, uh, SB 1250, that was passed just recently, uh, a couple of days ago, and it was a bill proposing that religious exemptions be granted without question with regard to taking the COVID toxic shot. Now, the bill was passed three to two. There was a Senator Birch from the 9th District and another senator, um, I forget which district she was from, but they opposed it. Now, unfortunately, the Senator Birch from the 9th District is apparently a nurse, but I'm telling you, she was clueless. She was woke and she didn't know what she was talking about because she was not speaking from the facts. She obviously is ingesting the propaganda and swallowing it hook, line and sinker. I wanted to email her because I wanted to just share with her some other studies, medical studies that perhaps she has not seen. But do you know what? I was locked out. My account to respond or email my senators, my congressmen, was denied me. I have been censored again. And so I got to check into that. But I'm not going to take this sitting down because I will continue to contend for patients and for Americans who are being attacked and destroyed every single day. How do we survive this kind of an attack? How do we confront such evil? I have to keep asking that question. How do we intervene? What do we actually do to stop this kind of evil? I mean, we are being bombarded in every way imaginable. And let's face it, we have been doing some things right, but all the evil is still going on. Nothing yet has changed. Nobody has been brought to justice really yet. And do you really think that Joe Biden or Hunter Biden or Hillary Clinton or any of the miscreants in the FBI, will they ever be brought to justice? Do you think so? 
Do you think the CDC will be ever held accountable? Will Anthony Fauci ever be judged and prosecuted for his major, major input into the genocide? This man is a genocidal maniac, and he is making money hands and foot now, giving lectures at $100,000 a whack spreading more disinformation, the real kind of disinformation, and he's getting paid well for it. And he's all smiles. How do we oppose such evil people? Let me tell you, if your doctor is still pushing the COVID shot, that doctor of yours is an accomplice to this genocide and he must be stopped. And if we are not able to do that, then we will suffer their wrath. And I'll tell you, the ultimate end is death. They will destroy you and they will kill you. And we're seeing it every day. Every single day, more and more people are dying from the effects of a toxic messenger RNA shot that they are calling a vaccine. They are still refusing to call it a bioweapon. They will never call it such, even though that's exactly what it is, a man-made bioweapon. How long, O oh Lord, how long, holy and true God, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? You know, that question was asked in the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 10. And I ask that question now, Lord, how long do we have to put up with this? Because we are either going to survive this or we are going to perish amidst the ever prevalent league of traitors and treacherous men, souls that have been sold out so that they can gain power and prestige and money at our expense. Well, if we are going to survive, we have to, first of all, recognize the attacks. We have to be able to identify the enemy. Now, Senator Birch, the senator, state senator of the 9th District, does not recognize that. She has not recognized the enemy, and therefore, she is in full league with these evildoers. Now, how do you reach people like that? She's an RN. She's a nurse. I'm assuming she's an RN. She says she's a nurse. Um, how does someone, a nurse, how do they possibly not see what is happening? The only way you can see is because you're not looking for it or because you have some sort of scales upon your eyes. I still ask myself every day, is this a judgment from God? I don't know. My wife reminds me, she says, Steve, there's no way you can prove that. And that is absolutely true. God is not speaking to us today as he has spoken through the prophets in the past. We can assume we can surmise that maybe God is judging us, and why would he not judge us based on what America has become? But we have the ability to recognize the attacks if we simply understand what is good and what is evil. And that standard comes from the Bible. So if you don't know the Bible, you are hopelessly going to be continually deceived and misled. But if you are able to recognize the enemy, identify the enemy, recognize the ways that they are coming after us through the uh, so-called vaccine, through this heavy taxation, through the 
um, the compromise of our food supply. I mean, they are now talking about injecting messenger RNA vaccines into all of our food chain, into cattle, um, into sheep, into chickens. You notice that it's very, very hard to get eggs right now because of the uh, egg and chicken shortage. Well, this is all man-made as well. And even those people who are trying to raise their own flocks, you have to get feed for that. Well, the feed has been contaminated. You have to go to extreme measures and pay a much higher cost to get a good, safe feed supply so that your chickens will even lay eggs. I mean, this has come out recently, and this is not by accident. This is no fluke happening in the animal kingdom. This is intentional takedown because they want you to eat their fake foods that are contaminated. And so recognizing this stuff is just step one because to try and oppose it is a challenge. And after you recognize it, first of all, how do you win people over so that they recognize it? Well, you do your best you can to expose it. And I would remind you again that as a Christian, you have a duty to do that. We are told that point blank, and I've said it many times, Ephesians 5.11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And if we are not willing to expose them to speak up, then we might as well say that we belong to the enemy. They own us. Because if we do not expose them, then however can we go to the next step of confronting this kind of evil? And confronting evil is something that we also absolutely must do. And so when I went with Sherry to discuss her case with her congressman, I had expectations. And I have a right and a duty to speak boldly. And I do speak boldly, and I think sometimes it scares some people because they sometimes wonder, what am I going to say? Um, and is that going to turn people away? I mean, I think a lot of people are concerned about people like that, like even Steve Bannon, because he speaks what's on his mind. Now, we have to be very careful with that because the Bible says that only a fool speaks everything that is on his mind. And I assure you, I do not speak everything on my mind. If I did... Um, I don't think it would be well received because as they say, the truth hurts. And of course, one of the hardest things for us all to do is speak the truth to ourselves in the mirror. I mean, that's where speaking the truth should begin because if I can't confront myself with the truth, then I'm going to be deceived. And that's what we all do because once we understand the truth, once we recognize the enemy, then we have a duty to expose it. And we have a duty to expose our lack of willingness to expose and an even more increasing lack of willingness to co actually confront the enemy. It takes guts to do that. And oftentimes, yes, it will lead to head beatings. It will lead to you being attacked. And you have to be willing to do that. And frankly, there are very few people who are willing to go to bat for another person, let alone a brother or sister in Christ. But we are told to go to bat for anybody, to speak the truth, and to promote justice. 
and liberty for all people. Doesn't matter who they are. I have no problem going to bat for a Muslim, for a, an Asian, a black man, a white man. Color, skin color is nothing. Skin color is just something that weak-minded people use to divide us. I love skin color. I love all the shades of brown and yellow and red or whatever you want to call them. I have no problem with that at all. That's what makes us interesting people. And I thank God that he created us all. And he created us in his image. And that means that I have a duty to contend for my fellow man on a universal scale. And for that reason, I have a duty to confront evil, but I also have a duty as a Christian to spread the gospel. Because if we do not become, once again, a Christian nation with a Christian standard, we're done for. We are absolutely done for. And so we must confront evil by spreading good and by sharing the solution that changes people's hearts in a profound way that only God and Jesus Christ can do. And if we are slackers in that regard, then we are committing the most evil of all crimes, and that is our own self-destruction. And that's what will happen in America if we do not oppose the evil and stand for it. And let's be totally honest. In opposing evil, in this very act, we have failed so far. We really have. We've done a great job, some of us, in recognizing the evil, recognizing the enemy, and we have done a good job, and it's getting better, in exposing the evil. But as far as we actually opposing it, we have failed miserably. And that's the business we got to get about doing in a way that will result in change. I'm going to take a short break and I'm going to talk about how we specifically oppose evil and what we ought and ought not to do. I'll be right back. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. 
Well, the America many of us grew up with and love is under a relentless and pernicious siege from those carrying the banners of socialism, communism, Marxism. AmericaOutloud.com is the antidote to these poison isms. Well, to be forewarned is to be forearmed, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have been discussing how we can and will survive a league of traitors and treacherous men. Men who are seeking to destroy you and I, to ruin our Christian nation, and to enslave us. And not just us, but the entire world. We have a unit party that is designed now to take us down and that was pretty clearly spelled out in puppet joe biden's recent state of the union address i have never heard such a despicable commentary on america he is seeking to divide us he is seeking to destroy us and he has an entire army of accomplices who are trying to do that very thing. And so the question is, what do we do to survive it? Well, I have suggested first today that we recognize the attacks from the enemies. We must identify who these enemies are, and then we must expose the evil that they are doing. That means we have to talk about it, write about it, and just expose it any way that we can. Because if we don't do that, they will continue to do the evil that they aim fully to do. And that's exactly what's happening. We have made very little or no progress. We still have critical race theory being taught to our children, destroying the very minds of our children. We have an LGBTQIA plus community who is hell-bent on perverting your children with absolutely filthy sex commentaries, sex acts that are unnatural, they are perverted, they go against the grain of everything that God has taught us. We were created male and female. There are two sexes, there are three genders, and genders apply to English grammar. We need to get it right, and we need to start speaking about all of these things that are destroying us. We are the victims daily of the clot shots. People are dying. Young people, infants even, older people, athletes, people who would not have died, who would have been with us still. We have victims like Chuck Smith, Sherry's deceased husband, who was absolutely the victim of a Nazi-like hospital protocol that intentionally killed him. And these people have not been held accountable. They have not been duly exposed as they should. And I am hell-bent to seek and attain justice for Chuck's widow, Sherry. I want Banner Desert Medical Center taken down. I want them sued. I want them destroyed. Because if they are not destroyed, they will continue to kill and to maim 
and to torment us and our loved ones. Hospitals are a dangerous place to be in the present day because the government owns medicine. Medicine has been hijacked. We have made no progress whatsoever yet in getting back a just medical system, a system based on the oath to put the patient first. It isn't happening. It's not going to happen just by us recognizing that medicine has been hijacked. It is not going to happen by me even exposing Banner Desert Medical Center because they will deny it. They will probably accuse me of, of false statements, despite the fact that we have all the evidence, hard evidence against them. Now, we can be the fools and say nothing, and we can be the greater fools and do nothing. We have to confront this evil. We don't recognize it only. We don't just expose it, but we confront it, challenge them, and then finally, we have to oppose them at some point. Now, how do we oppose them? Well, there's a lot of different ways to oppose them. Some of the ways um, I am challenged in, in, let me just say it's challenged in speaking to you because, frankly, most Americans are not ready to hear it because they are still living in fear. Let me share with you something that an independent journalist named Tim Poole recently discovered. He went into chat GBT, that artificial intelligence that is supposed to be the elite of all AI uh, bot chats. And he was able to manipulate the system and break through the restrictions that were imposed in chat, BT, chat GPT uh, design so that he overrode those restrictions, those screenings, so that it would not be so woke. And he, he really did it blindly. He said, I, I don't know about the makings of that, how they, how they came about screening so that a woke message would ultimately come out anytime it needed to, if it's discussing something regarding politics and all. But Tim Pool actually got chat GPT to predict that a second American civil war is going to happen with a probability that is actually 100%. Now, he got it to say that because he said, according to CNN or something like that, and when, you know, if CNN said it, it then it must be true, right? And so the chat GBT said, yeah, the probability is actually 100% that Americans are going to face a second civil war. Now, what is that? That's that's division, right? Divide and conquer. And there's nothing more that they want. And they, I'm talking about the dark party, the uniparty, they want to divide us and conquer us because that's the only way that they're going to have a possibility of winning. So if chat GPT, artificial intelligence, with all its great powers suggest that we are going to be in a civil war. Hmm. Do you think that'll happen? What's that going to do to the mentality of the average American citizen? Do you believe that we are destined for that? Or is there another way? Well, there is another way. And it's a powerful way. And it's a great lineage. I think that if we are ever going to confront and oppose evil, and I mean really oppose it, take a stand against it, First of all, 
In order for that to happen, we have to get rid of our fear. And that means that we have to pray for ourselves, pray for deliverance from fear, pray for wisdom to speak and to act in the right way. You see, it starts with you. And if you think, oh, well, that's ridiculous. I'm you're talking about just praying. Well, we must not underestimate the power of prayer because when I have prayed for myself to become bold, to put aside my fear and to act in a way that would simply honor God, um, I usually get a lot further than if I were not to pray. Because when we don't have the power of Christ in us, we become cowards. We become compromisers. We become slaves to sin, to put it simply. But most of us are okay with that because it's comfortable. And we dare not step out of our comfort zone because comfort is the greatest thing that many of us seek. And I could too, could be quickly comfortable with being comfortable unless I open the Bible and start reading it and realize that God calls us out of our comfort zone. And that's what we have to do. And we need to pray also for our leaders, but pray for what? I mean, if I pray for Joe Biden, what am I going to ask God for? God, would you give him back his brain? Because I don't believe he will. I think that God has set into motion uh, the natural laws of our universe. And when someone has a dementia that is progressive from whatever it may be, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, um, cerebrovascular dementia, there's all different types of diseases that cause dementia. And Joe's is interesting. And oftentimes more than one condition exists. So do I pray that God give back Joe's brains so that maybe he could repent of his sin? Well, maybe, but because there's, there's no right or wrong answer to that, but we want to pray for our leaders in general that they would see the light. They, they would turn from their darkness and from their evil. Now, granted, I think that in my own thinking as a human being, I think that that's not likely to happen, but God has changed many things and turned around many nations before by simply people going and speaking to them. I'm thinking of even Nineveh. Um, there, when Jonah was told to go and preach to Nineveh, Jonah didn't want to do it because the people were so evil that Jonah wanted them all killed. And I get that. And I think we all feel that in some ways when we see how they kill and rape and pillage our children, our families, um, our friends and neighbors. You know, this is horrible. But we are told to pray for our leaders so that we can live a peaceful, a peaceful life. And so that Goodness can prevail and justice can prevail, but it's not prevailing right now in America, is it? No, we are in a world of hurt. But when we pray, then we are much more inclined to act. When we read our Bibles, we are much more inclined to gain strength and know that we are serving the living God and we are a living sacrifice, as we are told in the book of Romans, to be. So I feel good about going to speak with David Romney, who is the fifth district director for Andy Biggs, representative Andy Biggs. And, you know, because of that meeting, and I was very pleased, and I, I'll tell you, I got to give David Romney and two other people there who, who were present, um, I got to give them credit. They were 
very sympathetic. They gave uh, Sherry a lot of time. And I was pleasantly surprised by that. And they listened. And then they said, we are going to act. And so Sherry and I have got an appointment coming up with Representative Andy Biggs. And I want to accomplish some things. And chiefly, I want Sherry taken care of as she should be. She is a widow. She is the type of person the Bible says to contend for them, to take up their cause when they have nobody else. You see, this is a perfect example of being a real Christian or a fake Christian. And I'm not saying at all that I'm a perfect human being, but this is what we are called to do. And unless we acknowledge that and strive to do the words that God tells us to do, then we are fake Christians. And that really stinks. That's just not good. That's why Christianity in America has become diluted. And perhaps that's why so many people have bought into bad doctrines, bad teachings, like Christians are going to be pulled out of the world as soon as things get really bad. That's nonsense. That is utter nonsense. It is not what the Bible teaches. And eventually, I'm going to do a radio show on that. But see, the important thing is, is that we are doers of the word. And when we pray for our leaders and we pray for ourselves and we ask God to intervene, God has told us that he will answer us. The answer may be yes, it may be no, it may be not now. The answer may be keep praying. You're not praying hard enough. Maybe you're not praying long enough. Are you sincere? I don't know. We don't know the mind of God, but God says to pray. And when we pray, then we are able to deal with the treacherous dealings that we confront every day right now. What are the biggest problems in our nation right now? What would you say? Because we are hit by so many things, you, you know, it's easy to get confused. So many things are bombarding us. What is the big issue? Well, I have stated many times before that one of the big issues is the stolen elections. Here, Donald Trump is announcing that he is running for president, and we probably have a few others that will oppose him. And that's a, a good thing. That's part of our republic. That's how a free republic works, because we will vote in the person that we choose. But how are we going to get a free election? The stolen election of 2022 has not been resolved. Neither has the one from 2020, because Donald Trump was our elected president. Just like in Arizona, Kerry Lake was our elected governor. And all eyes are on Kerry Lake right now. But what does it mean to have a stolen election? Right now, Katie Hobbs is in the governor's office. There is so much evidence against her that I don't understand how that can possibly be. Katie Hobbs belongs in prison, not the governor's office. Now, the state uh, court of appeals has granted Carrie Lake a, a hearing in a lower court, and that's coming up, I believe, in March. <clears throat> Carrie Lake was denied two Supreme Court hearings that she'd requested. And then Superior Court uh, Judge Peter Thompson, a corrupt man, obviously dismissed the case. He didn't even, he, he claimed lack of evidence, but 
didn't look at the evidence. He failed to look at the overwhelming amount of evidence there was against Katie Hobbs. What does that tell me? Well, he's a coward for one thing, and he has sold his soul. Okay, he is not a man for justice. He is a coward. And unfortunately, we have way too many those types of people in our judicial system. And so the illegitimate Hobbs, who is a traitor, who is not Arizona's government, and everyone knows it, she sits in the governor's office right now. We have to correct that wrong. We have to write that. And we are going to do it only by opposing her. Not by just exposing it, because we've exposed it. And what does she do? She laughs. She feels comfortable. She's not afraid of you, but she knows that you are afraid of her, afraid of your government. That's what we have to overcome. That's why we need prayer for ourselves. Because if we don't not only confront the evil, but, it, but oppose it, directly oppose it, they will flourish, they will win, and we will suffer the consequences. So the stolen election is a real big thing because we're never going to get to a 2024 honest election unless we have a victory in securing an election that is fully legitimate and has full integrity. That's going to take some work. Evil has to be exposed and then evil has to be opposed. What about this whole thing with the spy balloon, the China spy balloon fiasco? <clears throat> now, why is this such a big deal? I mean, it's just a balloon, right? How much damage can a balloon do? Is this blown out of proportion? Look at the things that are happening there. The Biden regime, first of all, you have to recognize that the Biden regime are just a bunch of traitors, and we've known that. We've known that ever since Biden was placed in office illegally. Now, the Biden regime knew that this balloon was over American skies since January 28th. Now, a balloon is just a low cost, low risk delivery system. There's no there's no pilot of a balloon on board, right? So they can float these things over our skies at high altitude, 40, 50,000 feet, perhaps even higher. And a balloon is a very low cost, low risk delivery system. And what could they deliver? What would the payload be? And they describe this payload of this one particular balloon as being a jetliner, jet airliner payload. So that can carry quite a bit of stuff. But what is the stuff? Would it be another bioweapon? Could they unleash another virus against us? Could it be more fentanyl? Could they have dropped fentanyl all over the country? What about missiles? We know that China has been doing research on the missile technology uh, carried by balloons at least you know for several years since 2018 they were doing research and we have hard evidence of that. What about an EMP blast? They could take out our power grid by one EMP burst if they wanted to do that. Now this would be the perfect phase one attack to take over America. Shall we allow that to happen? Steve Bannon called this China spy balloon up in the sky. He called it a Sputnik moment. Now, I don't know about that. Not really. Is it a Sputnik moment? Well, when Sputnik went up, they, we saw that the Russians were ahead in the, in the uh, 
race to get a rocket up there in, in space, a spaceship, and they were winning. Now, I don't think that this was a Sputnik moment because we know that from the Guinness record, um, the Battle of Fleurus in 1794, that was during the French Revolution, they were using balloons for reconnaissance all the way back then. And balloons were used in World War I and World War II, and there were different types, different classes of balloons, some for reconnaissance, some perhaps to deliver uh, propaganda, and they had the dirigibles that could actually carry people. And we know that in World War I and World War II and throughout the Cold War, Americans were using spy balloons against the Soviet Union. So this is no new technology. What's really new is the fact that our government knew that that spy balloon was up there doing something and they did nothing. Now, does that make you feel good inside? They did nothing. What was this? Well, it was a test run, obviously. It was a test run of our defenses. And it was a test run to see what our resolve was. And once again, our government failed us miserably and intentionally. Why was it not shot down immediately as it should have been? Why was not the gang of eight, the congressional leaders that had a say in this, why were they not notified? They included Kevin McCarthy, Mike Turner, Marco Rubio, Mitch McConnell, and four um, Democratic uh, representatives, Jim Himes, Mark Warner, Hakeem Jeffries, and Chuck Schumer. None of them were notified, or were they, and we just didn't know it. Were they colluding? We don't know. But we are going to survive a league of traitors and treacherous men only when we gain the wisdom to recognize that we are being ruled by evildoers and we must not accept it for a second. We need to muster the courage to confront evil head on. We have to get rid of our fear. We need to understand that our strengths, our riches in America and wisdom, if any of us has any, comes from God alone. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. But you know, America is no longer a beacon of light in the world. Let's just admit it. If we lack the courage to oppose the Satanism that we see in the Grammy Awards by Sam Smith and Kim Petras in a musical song called Unholy, come on. I, I appreciate them being that bold and straightforward because we know exactly what we are dealing with. And I was glad to see that, yes. All of Hollywood is unholy. They are satanic and they're saying we are satanic. And what are we going to do with that? Well, let's remember that nothing but the truth is going to make us free. And if we fail to live by that standard, then we are finished. We are finished. Jeremiah 17 verses 7 through 10 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and to whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, I, the Lord, search the heart I test the mind, even to give every man 
according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Wow. Wow. We will not fear when the heat comes if we hope in the Lord. Well, let me tell you, the heat is coming and it's coming fast. But are you anxious? Are you still living in fear? Because if you do, something is greatly missing from your life. And you just have to recognize that. Or do you trust the Lord enough to rise above fear? Persecution is coming because we are not yet confronting and opposing evil as we should. We are going to suffer. The question is, are we going to suffer for a good cause or are we going to suffer because we did not oppose evil? You see, that's exactly how we survive a league of traitors and treacherous men, such as are now ruling over and terrorizing our own country. We confront them and then we stop them. We need to pray for wisdom. We need to pray for strength. Pray for our leaders. And then we need to do whatever we can to oppose this evil. And when you do what you can, that doing is a lot more than you think. Please meditate on these words and understand that you have a duty to your country. Let's also not waste a moment of time knowing that the time is limited, knowing that America is caving right now and that if we don't intercede, we are done for. But if we do, God will bless America again. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latulip. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please do your stuff. Until next week, adieu.